Good evening and welcome to Matters of Life. I'm John Lucier, and I'm glad to have you with us this evening as we discuss truth. And in truth, I mean the word of truth, which is extremely important for our lives. I cannot say that enough or state that more plainly. The Lord's word is truth, and it requires our faith. That is the intersecting point of faith and truth. I, I, I recall long ago, and of course it's all documented, everyone can study it out. There was a movement and, and teaching known as the word of faith. And faith is absolutely important. To, to state it plainly, faith is the currency with, with which the kingdom of God the kingdom of heaven moves and conducts business. But that faith must be placed, must be sown, must be planted correctly. So let's get into that today and learn where we can place our faith. And the short answer is our faith must be placed in the word of truth. So if you have your Bibles, if you would please turn with me to, we're going to start with the last verse of John 16, which is verse 33, and then we will begin with the high priestly prayer in John 17. Jesus is speaking and he says, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage, I have overcome the world. Jesus spoke these things, and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to all whom you have given to him, to given him he may give eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which, which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words which you gave me I have given to them. And they have received them and truly understood that I came forth from you. And they believed that you sent me. I ask on their behalf. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I have been glorified in them, and I am no longer in the world. And yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name. 
which you have given me. And I guarded them, and not one of them perished, but the son of perdition, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. There's a a ton in there. But I want to bring up this point. Jesus, yes, is praying concerning himself and then concerning the disciples. Especially when he gets into what the disciples, believers, followers of Christ, those that have made God their God, the one true and living God their God, and who have chosen to be his people, his servants, his sons and daughters, or that is sons and daughters of the Most High God. It talks about all the things that they face tribulation and trials and but it says how the Lord has guarded them but in verse 17 he, he makes this point sanctify them in the truth sanctify is to set apart set them apart in the truth and then he says very plainly your word is truth which is absolutely just incredible And he prays again in verse 19. For their sakes I sanctify them, or that they themselves also may be sanctified in the truth. So, I know some are going to go, John, where are you going with this? Well, here's the thing. We talked about faith being the currency, the currency of the kingdom. But what is that faith being planted in? Because that makes all the difference. Are we hearing or seeing with our natural eyes and ears what's, what's happening in the world, what's being reported in the media, social media? And are we believing that? Are we putting our faith in that? And then what do we expect the outcome of that to be? Is it going to bring forth life? And then why would we put our faith in what has already been proven to be lying entities with misinformation and disinformation in order to deceive the people and promote various ideologies and agendas? And what has the outcome of believing that resulted in? I sure have not seen the life in it. 
But if we look back in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus teaches in parables. And he begins talking about the soils and and the seed. And we know that the Lord gives seed to the sower. Now, seed in Scripture is looks at really comes down to two things. One, it, it states plainly it's the kingdom of heaven. But then it also seed is viewed from the lens of faith. Seed has a, I'll say, dual meaning, meaning people have received seed. And that seed is the kingdom of heaven and faith. He says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it it will happen. That's talking about faith. But then he also says in this parable how ultimately it's the kingdom of heaven in Matthew 13. So people received the kingdom of heaven, but then what happened? Their, the soil, their heart, was in one of a few different conditions. And only one of those conditions pro- brought forth life. So it was important for us to put our seed, our faith, into the word of truth. The devil doesn't care how many he brings to hell through technicalities. Where someone thought, or an individual thought, that what they were hearing was the word of the Lord. Or a word, and they believed it. There are many that have put their faith in all sorts of things. All thinking it was going to produce life in this life, and when they, well, hopefully they re-enter the heavenly community. But many have put their faith in all sorts of things, all sorts of different, quote-unquote, gods or ideologies or belief in whatever is going to save them. Could be in money, could be in networks and people and connections, could be in their assets, could be in their jobs and their positions. But the only thing that here in John 17 that saves them, that guards them, that sanctifies them, sets them apart, and brings about peace and fulfills joy. is the word, the word of truth. So if we could look at this in, in a, as it pertains to the parables, Jesus talks about this all the time, how unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, only then will life be produced. But let's look at that in the context of faith. Who puts their faith plants their faith, sows their faith, believes without doubting in something, but then 
A day after they plant the seed, they remove it and put it somewhere else and then dig it up again and put it in yet a third place or a fourth place or a seventh place or a whatever that number is. The seed must remain in good soil. It must remain there, wrapped in that soil. And that soil must remain fertile. It must remain tilled. It must remain soft. It must that seed must also be watered. How does that pertain to us, John? Well, it's a great question. What have we put our faith in? And let's look at the context of what the enemy has tried to do. What have we heard now for years? It's not so much trying to erode the currency, although one could, and this is in natural terms, whether it's in this nation or other nations, trying to erode the currency, the, the fiat, and switch it to whatever, crypto or, or something else, taking away the, the, the gold backing. So then it, it is just currency. It's just paper. As opposed to being backed by something of significance or substantial. It's not just that that's happened. But there's been an attempt by the adversary to erode truth, the foundation with which we are to be planted in. We're told throughout scripture that we are to be rooted and grounded in the Lord. David says, I am like a green olive tree planted in the house of the Lord. Well, there are no olive trees in, if you study that out, study out the, the tabernacle and or the temples. There were no trees there except for those that were carved into the walls and into the statues. There were no living trees. But David says, I am like a green olive tree planted here. So in other words, in the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. Well, that's how we're, we're supposed to be. But the enemy has attempted to erode that, uproot that, or you and your faith, from being grounded in the word of truth. We've talked about this in, in some of the previous episodes, how in Hebrews 11, there's all the great heroes of faith. Well, what did they do? They stood on the word of the Lord. They didn't stand on it for a day or two days and then move uh, up, plant or uproot their seed and plant it somewhere else. They kept it in him, or as James says, without doubting. They did not waver. As Jesus said about John the Baptist, they were not like a reed shaking in the wind. They stood firm in their faith. They remained rooted and grounded in the word of God. And not just for their life, although yes, of course, it has to start with them and for their life. But it was also for their household, their family, their children, and the future generations and their communities and, and all they knew for their nation and ultimately the world. It's no different for us today. Will we allow the enemy to uproot that by trying to give all these different 
seemingly options that are only there to erode the truth or to uproot where you have placed your truth, which should be in the word of truth, which is the Lord, which is Christ, wrapped in him. Or are you trying to put it in, well, my truth is this. And there has been a huge push for that over the past few years. And many have attempted to promote that as gospel. But yet there's no life in it. Again, the, the devil, Satan, the adversary, does not care how many he gets on a technicality. How many he brings down to spend eternity in hell. But the Lord came that we would have life. The Lord gives us faith. He gives us the kingdom. Each one has a measure of faith. So why wouldn't we put all of our faith, our hope, our trust in the Lord and in the word of faith, the word that he has spoken and who he is? Why wouldn't we do that for our lives? for our homes, our families, our children, for the future generations, for our communities, states, provinces, and our nation or nations, ultimately for the whole earth. I I cannot put my faith in anyone or anything else. I can't put it in an education system. I can't put it in an elected official. I can only put my faith in the Lord and on his word. And because that's the only foundation which will not crumble. That is the rock. And he is life. That is the chief cornerstone by which all other things are set to. Every other living stone that is being used in building up the house of the Lord must be set to him to Jesus. So I want to encourage you to do that today. To take your faith and sow it, plant it into the word of truth, which is Jesus the Christ. Now I love you. God bless you. Thank you for continuing to stand for righteousness and and justice and to do that continually, faithfully, to our Lord and Savior throughout the earth. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.